With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are now listening to the NYYST Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode. I forgot already. 222. Oh, man. How did you forget 222, man? Your favorite fucking Yankee of all time. Right. It's episode 222 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co host, Chris. Yo. And SGR. What up? Dude, we did three of these in the last fucking five days. Kind of feels good. I might get syndicated it's, soon. Oh, is Are we? Have you talked to somebody yeah. at WPIX? Well, actually, the rule is 100 episodes and you're syndicated. So technically, oh, we're we double are. that. Yeah, we're double. Yeah. And like we talked about in the last couple of episodes, I don't know what day it is. So now, you know, we've done three episodes in five days. Who the hell, you know, who the hell really knows what that means? 95% of the day today, I was convinced it was Sunday until about three hours ago. I thought it was Sunday. You thought opening day was on Sunday. Yep. Just wasn't even wasn't even clicking in my head. Couldn't put one and one together couldn't, on that. Couldn't do which it. Which equals two. Two. Which epi- which were on episode two, two, two. Wow. It all, it all comes, comes together. together. It's like now. that movie 23 with Jim Carrey. Conspiracy, Carrick. yeah. Conspiracy, conspiracies. I knew you were going there, dude. COVID boy has the conspiracies. <laughs> you had to go right to the conspiracies. I was thinking about starting a show. Like, we, we talked about adding more content this year. Uh something like Chrissy in the car or something where I get like a, one of the portable recorders I could plug a mic into since I have a commute every other day, like an hour commute, just record a show while I'm driving. I like that. It's not a bad idea. COVID the adventures of COVID boy, the adventures of COVID boy, Chrissy. Oh, Chrissy commutes. I like that. Chrissy commutes with COVID. Chrissy commutes with COVID. (laughs) And I'll, and I'll do the whole show driving with my mask on alone in the car. Yeah, totally, totally. With the with a visor too, or just the mask? I'll just do the mask for now until Fauci comes out and really supports double visoring. Once you go with the double visor support system, then I'll get the visor going. Double visor, double visor, triple, double, triple mask, triple mask, double visor. Visor, visor. So you got the? Did you say you got the Pfizer? Moderna. I got the Moderna. Moderna. Do you know what Francesca calls it? Johnson and Johnson. A Moderna. A Moderna. And the Pfizer. I got the Moderna. I got the Moderna. Okay. Who's your favorite? Uh, who's your favorite singer? The Madonna. Okay, Madonna. The Madonna. Okay. Madonna. <laughs> All right. So uh, today was opening day for the uh, 2021 baseball season, and uh, was it because the, I'm sorry, I was confused. I just going on social media all day i thought it was like the 100th game of the season and officially the season is over right right just, look fair warning real quick i know we got a lot to get into i just want to give fair warning 
to what, what was my boy's name on Twitter? I told him I'd give him a real shout out today that I fought yeah. with on our Twitter page. I think his last name. Yeah. My boy Dustin. Here's your shout out, pal. This is a warning to to listeners like Dustin who hate when we rip on the fans. I just want to say this. When we're ripping on the fans, most of you, we know this, most of you are not the people we're ripping on. We're ripping on the very small percentage of Yankee fans who have no fucking idea what's going on. And they just like to talk for attention pretty much. And they're the loudest ones always. And they like to be the loudest ones on our reviews too sometimes. So... Let's drown them out. If you're a true listener of the show, you love this show, give us a five-star rating review on iTunes. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Literally, we're all over all over the place and uh, on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, what do they say? Like, smash that like, smash that subscribe. Yeah. And that's it. it. And just fucking get us in your life. And that's it. So, Dustin, that was your shout-out, bro. And, again, I respect Dustin because he fucking came back at me. And we encourage that. Come at me. Mm-hmm. So we've been uh, we've been teasing this for the last couple episodes. We have an announcement to make regarding the future of the show. Uh, so we'll just get into it before we actually get into what happened today. Um, the announcement is that this is, for all intents and purposes, our final season. Uh, we started the podcast in the middle of the 2017 season, so now we're at 2017, 18, 19, 20. This is the fifth wow. season we'll be doing the NYYST podcast. Um, we've done a lot of really cool things. We've talked to a lot of really cool people. We've reached heights we never thought we would reach, but at this point in our lives, um, Certain things need to happen for us to continue to do this. Not there. You froze for a second. Just for a quick second. So, um, as I was saying, certain things need to happen for us to continue to do this. And while this show is wildly successful, Chris was correct. He wasn't just saying it to say it. This um, This is the third in Yankee podcast. This is number, we're number three. Uh, we're a top 45 podcast in all baseball podcasts across the country. That's nothing to sneeze at. So this is a really successful show. The issue is, is that, you know, for us to take the time away from our families and, you know, our children, it's got to be a show that also can pay some bills. And we've tried like hell several different times and we just, haven't cracked that barrier yet uh so we've all gotten together and have decided that this will be our final season so whenever the yankees season concludes and that's part of the reason why we've been so optimistic about this year because we want to go out with a title we don't want to end this show without the yankees winning a world series now, I'm also going to go ahead and say that this is not 100% set in stone. This, we're probably about 95% uh, positive that this is going to be our final season doing the show. You know, we've been putting out the Sterling Silhouette shirts. Um, the, the fourth one dropped today, the Glaber Torres one. These are all things that we're trying to do to get the show to where it needs to be financially. That's why we've also been stressing 
uh, to leave us a five-star rating and review. If it, those didn't mean anything, we wouldn't be asking for them. These things, these are all things that drive us up the charts and make us more attractive to advertisers. Okay, so that's why so we want to peel back the, t- the curtain. A lot of you have been very loyal and have been with us since day one, and this is the fifth year we've been doing this, so let's be open and transparent about it. This is why we ask for these certain things. We're, we're, we're not going to... Act, and this is what it is. We're not cutting back. We're going to give you more mm-hmm. in the, this season. Because if this is really it, we're going to get. We're going to put one hundred and ten percent into this and make sure we went out at the top of our game, doing everything that we could do to make this show the best that it possibly could be. And even if we walk away from it in November or October, whenever it is, hopefully November. That's not to say the show will never come back. That's not to say that uh, we'll never record again. I would just say if we don't hit our goals, this show being a weekly show will will be over with. So, uh, again, I love everybody. I love all you that have listened and supported the show over the last five years. You'll never know what it truly means to us. But, you know, I'm going to be 38 in uh, in October. In October, I got a kid now. Chris has got three kids. Ryan yanks a lot, so <laughs> we can't take it. We can't take the time away from that uh, for a show that's not increasing our fin- financial standing. I guess you could say. There's no other way I could put it. I love doing this show, but I just don't have the time to invest in a hobby anymore. I guess is the best way that I could say it. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll say that. I'll just peel it all the way back to the beginning from the first time we, well, when I started that Twitter page and reach out to you and you went on with Munch and, and on Fox sports radio and Akron, uh, that was was actually like one of the coolest things because I was just doing the page and I was going to eventually talk to you about it, whatever. And then we got people fucking contacting us from Fox radio, Fox sports radio that they want us on to, to be a guest host for, uh, you know, to talk Yankees. I was like, shit, this might go somewhere. And I always remember before this, you always talked about doing a podcast. And I was like, this is going to be our, this is going to be the channel to do it. And I remember sitting down how fucking awkward. And I always say this, you know, to people, go back to the first episode. I can't even get through it. And we had an awesome guest on Vic DiBetetto, who is like wildly successful now. Um, It's painful to get through, but I remember sitting there and being like, this is fucking awesome. I don't care if two people listen to the show. It's great. It's a way to like vent and whatever. And from that moment, I'd say we we definitely started it as a hobby of like, we need to get this energy out somewhere. We can't keep screaming at our wives and parents and whoever when the Yankees lose. We need to get it out somewhere. And so we started the show. And if you told me, we would do half the things that we were able to do. I would tell you, you were fucking out of your mind. But as those things started to get more serious and as this started to grow, so did our real life responsibilities, families, whatever. And over the last few years, over the last couple of years, it's gotten to a point where we were like, okay, we need to, we need to figure out when that time is going to come where we say, okay, we can't just, this can't just be a hobby anymore as much as we love it. As much as we love all of the relationships that we've made, like seriously, everyone, even the fucking people I hate, 
Even you assholes who come at us and leave us shitty reviews, I love you. You want to know why? Because you took a second out of your life to listen to us talk. And I appreciate that, regardless of how you feel about us. And at this point, I think we finally hit that point now where it's like shit or get off the pot. And if if we're going to go out, I think this is the year to do it. And... And let's see. I mean, like you said, we're amping up. We're not taking it down. We're not tearing it down. We're amping it up. And in the hopes that our loyal listeners, our fans out there, people new to the show who who love it, will will kind of just sit back and be like, I don't want this fucking show to end. And and you know, neither do we. Trust me. I don't I if I didn't have a family or responsibility, I would do this show every day probably for the rest of my life. Like it, that's how much I love doing this, but it gets to a point where you got to make that decision. And I think we're making the right decision, putting it on this season that if we don't hit those goals, this is it. Yeah. Unfortunately for us, uh, we started this venture later in life. So we were unable to take some of the chances and some of the risks that maybe some other people have, um, you know, we came into this with responsibilities and our responsibilities have only grown right. since then. Um, you know, we have families that we need to take care of. We have kids that, you know, they need food in their mouth. So, uh, and you know, it sucks that I, I love my daughter and you know, it sucks that like, I got to take time out of the day to record this show and not be with her. But if this was something that, I could say improved her standing or helped me improve her life in any type of way, then you could justify it. So now we're at a point and we're not, we're not begging for money guys. No. It's just a thing. We're not sitting here saying, Oh, you know, here's my PayPal. Give me money so we can continue <laughs> to do the show. If you want, if you want to support the show, Hey, there's a website. We have a, we have a shop out there. Buy a t-shirt. We're going to, we're going to come in the next couple of weeks, we're going to figure out a way to launch a Patreon. I have right? it in the works. It should be ready to go by the end of next week. If you were, if you want to support the show, subscribe to the Patreon, right? We're not asking for money just to say, here's our paper. We're going to give you stuff back. That's what we're saying. You, you subscribe to the Patreon, you're going to get exclusive content. You go to the website, you buy t-shirts. You get the T-shirt, right? It's not like we're going to sit there and say, "Oh, Venmo me," or we're going to or we're going to close down the show. No, 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 no. It's it's not like that. If you don't, if if we're not doing a good enough job for you to support us in that way, then it, maybe it is time to walk away. And and this isn't this isn't a sob story. This doesn't feel bad for NYYST. This is just, hey, you know what? We've always life. been open and honest with you guys. And I think that's one of the things that's made us so successful is that we don't bullshit. We don't try to be who we're not. So we're just being open and honest. The season started today. This was the right time to come out and make this announcement. We didn't want to come out and say it at, you know, our last show is our last show. Like if we're recording, you know, hopefully what will be a world series championship celebration show. We didn't want to say at the end, it was like, Oh, this is the last one. Hey, we're letting you guys know now. This is the this could very well possibly be the farewell season for NYYST. And we want to go out with a World Series. And obviously that's not it's a way beyond our control, but we also want to go out with giving you guys the best possible content, the best possible shows, and letting you guys know that we did everything in our power to, you know, to continue this thing. So And I'll say this just last thing for me. 
I, I can't speak for you guys, but I'd have to imagine that you feel the same way. Even if we put all this work in this season and we get to the end and we didn't hit those goals and it's time to wrap this up, there's no, I mean, again, at least for me, I will not have one bad or negative feeling or anything towards our listeners throughout this. Like, no, I will hate all of you. Yeah, you bastards, you motherfuckers. Like, honestly, we're not doing this because like we expect anything from anyone. We're just letting you know that these channels are will be out there to help support the show. And uh, we're going to do everything we can to make it worth your while. If you and the easiest and the simplest way for you to help support us is doesn't even cost money. Yep. It doesn't. Not Leave at all. us a five-star rating review on iTunes. Subscribe to the show on YouTube. Tell a friend. Tell one person a day that's a Yankee fan that may not have heard about us or have tried us and didn't come back. Say, hey, you know what? Give these guys a try again. Because these are all things that Look at these are all things that can look really attractive to other people that could help us out. And it doesn't cost you a dime. So again, I don't want to make this seem like we're begging for money or this is a stop story or give us charity. But hey, like we said, we're always open and honest with everybody. We're always open and honest with our listeners. And this is this is what it is. Yeah. So. And I know to our loyal listeners who have been here from the beginning, like this is kind of seems like upsetting news, but to me, yeah, I'll be upset to stop doing the show, but man, I cannot have, I can't, can't be upset about anything that we've done doing this. I mean, it's just been fucking incredible, man. If you told me, if you told me we were going to have John Sterling on this show, I would have told you to literally go just jump off a bridge at that point. I would not, I would tell you you were crazy and that that was never going to happen. Like things like that and, and the amount of, relationships we built even if it's just a relationship built on one tweet or reply like just those interactions have been why we have done this without really having any financial backing to it why we continue to pour it in because of those things so thank you we're going to give you the best fucking content we can this season and if we go out we will absolutely be going out with a bang i'll tell you that Ryan, Ryan, you all right over there, bro? You crying? Ryan's good. I'm just, rem- I'm just reminiscing, you know, guys. We will definitely just do. About- listen, we'll definitely do some reminiscing too. It, we're. I'd like to take at least for me. I'm going to assume that this is going to be it. I'd rather assume that this is going to be it and and pay the proper respect to the people who have kind of been with us along the way. Um. So I have. I'll have some stuff planned throughout the season to reminisce on. Don't worry about it. Okay. Don't you worry about it. All right. So that that was the uh, that's the news right there. Like we said, this is about ninety five percent certain. Again, if we, you know, we want to leave that window open in case we do hit what we need to hit, and we can continue to do this going forward. And even if we do decide to hang it up again, it might not be a permanent hang up. It might just be a thing where we do a show once a month, or you know, with but the days of this being a weekly podcast could very well be ending when the Yankee season ends. So hopefully, you know, things break the right way for not only us, but the Yankees. Uh, So either way, one way or another, we're, we have a happy November. So, um, just, 
So again, like we said, please leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. It's the easiest and simplest way to continue to support the show and just tell a friend, man, that's it. It's really all we can ask for. And if you want to support the show financially, please go to the shop, nyysportstalk.com slash shop. And, you know, follow us on Twitter at nyysportstalk for when the Patreon goes live. So, again, we, we don't expect it. We understand that it's uh, we're still in a pandemic and a lot of people are struggling. That's why we're not sitting here setting up a GoFundMe or a, or a PayPal account. That's why we're saying we have goods and services in return if you want to support us that way. We we'll never ask for anything, like, for free. We'll never do that. I would rather I'd rather quit today than than beg for charity. But yes. um, that's just that's that's how it is. So I mean, uh, <clears throat> if you guys have anything, I mean, if you guys want to move on to the game today, we can do that. Yeah, look, we got that out of the way, and it's time to fucking get into it now. We talked about how we're gonna start pumping out great content this year. Well, this is the first segment of of the new season, and it's opening day. Yeah. So. Uh, Yankees lost today, three to two, and uh, you know season's canceled. So uh, we can just move on to. Uh, we should just cancel. We we went on that whole you know open there, and we should just cancel the show now. Yeah, actually, no- yeah. Now that we're back to being ourselves, and we don't have to be like all genuine with you guys and shit, and like thank you, we should have just can't. We should have actually canceled. I might edit that out. Say go fuck yourselves, go fout yourselves, and uh, just cancel the show. So the Yankees, they lost three to two today, and uh, I don't really know what to say. We can we'll go into some things about the game, but what really what really bothers me about today is the fans. And uh, like you, you said in the group chat before we came on, I don't want to waste the time and energy on this, but I just feel like we wouldn't be us if we let it go. Yeah, I can't let it go. This is what I meant to say to Dustin, Dustin, buddy. Just as much as you think it's getting old and you hate it because you feel like we're kind of ripping on fans all the time, we fucking hate doing it too. I hate doing it. And I again, I know majority of Yankee fans aren't these people. And I, I'll make that crystal clear. Crystal clear Chrissy. Okay? But we got to talk about the 1% or 2% that don't shut the fuck up and, and embarrass the rest of us. It's bad. So basically today it was earlier in the game. I don't remember what inning, but you know, we're sitting there and we're all saying to ourselves, <laughs> did, did they just, did Stan did get just hear a few boos? I know I said, what I said to you guys was, is my mind playing tricks on me or did I hear some fans boo Stanton just now? And then I go on Twitter and people in the stadium are saying, I can't believe John Carl Stanton's getting booed. And I'm saying to myself, this guy just had a record-breaking postseason. Literally. We're, we're, we're booing him. Literally. We're booing him, we're booing him four at-bats into the season. Here, here's what it is. Ready? And I thought about this just before. Leading up to this point, before his postseason, why did everyone say they booed him? Because he couldn't stay on the field. And, but really, what's the, at the end of the day, they said until he proves himself where? In October. Okay, then he'll be a Yankee, right? Okay, so he's done that now. Um but we're still going to boo him. So, so you just hate him. You're just never going to accept him, just like probably Gary Sanchez as well. Um, it, it's just unbelievable to me. It's really unbelievable yeah. to me. 
Yeah, it seems like they forgot about the October he had last year. Record funny though. Uh, there were no fans in the postseason last year, so yeah, he didn't have to worry about. So that. what? These derelicts weren't watching the games on TV. Well, they no, they no, couldn't, no. He couldn't he's, hear them. He's saying Stanton. He couldn't hear. Wasn't them. dealing with the fans, and he exploded in the postseason. I mean, I mean that eighth that eighth inning. Uh, I but what's that? Who's the guy pitching in the eighth? Was that Chatwood or Dolis? That was the ninth. I, I thought. don't know. No, it was the eighth when he was getting booed. And it was on an 0-2. After the second strike, they really started booing. And they were two really good pitches. The, the strikeout pitch was was in on him, and it wasn't wasn't close. It was a bad swing. But you can't you can't give up on a guy's at-bat after two pitches. You, gotta, you can't just think about what you're doing. You're booing, and just that alone has a chance at distracting the player you're supposed to be rooting for. Right. Here's what I don't understand is what do you think you're going to get from booing him? Well, he makes too much money. Okay, but what do you but when he's up at the plate, what do you want him to do? Do you want him to strike out so you can be like, "Oh, I told you he sucks." Or do you want him to hit one 450? Yeah, and look, back What are you getting out of booing him? Yeah, nothing. Right. Nothing but self self Just I told satisfaction, you so. gratification that you feel a little bit better about yourself because you're letting everyone around you know that you're disgusted with this guy. And here's what I'll say. No, that you're actually disgusting. Disgusting. And Mm. here's what I'll say on this as well. Leading up to this, I never thought Stanton was treated fairly. There were times that definitely warranted boos. I I didn't agree with them. Um, I'm just not a guy who boos players on the team he roots for, but a lot of people are, and that's more than okay. And leading up to this, even if it was, you know, opening day of a season, I'd say, you know what, you're an asshole, but whatever. But to do this and why it pissed me off so much, and I don't care any, I don't care one bit about what Stanton's feeling. I, I know he's fucking tough enough to get through it. It, it. Who cares? It's a fucking boo. That's not the point. The point is when you're booing a guy who just fucking carried your team in the postseason in, again, record-breaking fashion, what you're proving to the world to the baseball world is that you're a bunch of spoiled, ungrateful pricks who just who just sit there and don't appreciate. Do you know what the number one most courageous fucking thing in your life is? Being appreciative of something, being grateful of things despite all the shit that you want, feel and whatever. The fact that this guy did what he did in the postseason and then you go out and just boo him. Fuck you, man. Honestly. Like, do you appreciate a single thing in your life? That's that's re- fucking ridiculous. And again, it has nothing to do with booing, actually booing Stanton. It's the statement of this guy can just never fucking win here. And I tweeted this, and I fucking mean it. I wish the Yankees could find him a place that uh, to land him on a team that actually fucking appreciates the guy. I really do. So here's my here's a couple of points I want to make here number one with Stan specifically your big your big gripe with John Carl Stan is that he's hurt all the time he can't stay in the field so now John Carl Stanton is sitting there with a bicep injury or whatever and he could probably come back but he's 85 percent what do you think saying to himself I should rush back for these fucking people who right. boo me after I put this team on my fucking back in October and I have three and I go, I take an O for three and they're booing me. I should rush back for these people because that's how I would fucking feel. 
And you you could say, oh, he shouldn't be so sensitive. Well, you want to know what? He's a he's a human being with fucking feelings. And I can guarantee you, if you felt fucking unappreciated, you wouldn't be in a rush to be doing anybody any favors because that's just human nature. Yeah, I'll say this. Again, I'm not going to go to Stanton's feelings. I don't think that. I do believe that if he were 85%, that situation he gave, he he wouldn't care about anything but his teammates at that point. Even like if he couldn't appreciate, if he didn't feel appreciated by the fans, he would do it for his teammates and wanting to win. Maybe. I think he would do it anyway. But there is a psychological thing. And even if Stanton never said it, there's a psychological, you know, studies have been done that appreciation, especially in men, goes an extremely long way in striving for success. So even if he doesn't know it, even if it's subconscious, those things fucking matter. And again, it's not the boo. If it was mid-season and he was in a really bad slump, that's right. different. But now you're hitting a point with him where it's like, guys, what the fuck more did I have of, to do? Of game one. Of one, of one game. So then it just becomes, you're just, it's almost like, it's arbitrary at this point. Yeah, he didn't have a good game, but it just doesn't. What I'm saying is, it doesn't matter. His good, the good he does on the field has no correlation with how fans are going to treat him the second he's not being perfect for them. And in that sense, but he'll maybe, never win. You know what? Maybe you're right. Is that he shouldn't be thinking about the fans? But you can't tell me that a thought like that wouldn't cross a guy's mind. That why should I go the extra mile for this fucking fan base? They don't care. Dude, they don't appreciate me. We just talked about 61 the other day. You were watching it before opening day. Look at how Mantle was treated during those those seasons by the fans when the dude was having... The dude fucking broke the record. Roger Maris. Sorry, Roger yeah, Maris. Maris. Who did I yeah, say? You're good. You said Mantle. Mantle sorry, no. sorry. I meant Maris. And think about how that affected him. I mean, that was real. Billy yeah. Crystal, the one thing about that movie and why I love it so much is how they say how accurate Billy Crystal was with with all of that. The dude was, they hated him. They hated the guy. Because he wasn't a real Yankee. Because he wasn't a real Yankee to them. And, and what, so we can, we've always uh, made the comparison to A-Rod with John Carlos Stan. And this even goes back with this fan base to the 60s now, apparently, with the way they this treated is worse. This is Manson. worse than A-Rod. This is worse than A-Rod, and I'll tell you why. A-Rod, I feel like a lot of that came, yeah, of course, the contract, but a lot of that came just like with Maris, even though him and Mantle were close, it came when it really piled on when the rumors started that A-Rod was fucking with Jeter, like, and, and they weren't getting, and then it was like, don't fuck with Jeter, man, that's our guy. And then from there, he fucking had the mishaps with the steroids and everything. He sucked in the postseason. And you know what? A lot of that shit was justified at that point. And I got that. This, I just can't wrap my... Your excuse cannot be, this guy's getting paid millions of fucking... All of them are. All, almost all of these guys are getting paid millions. Them getting paid millions does not mean you hate them when they when they don't perform. Right. Ronald Torres makes more money than a guy that cures fucking cancer for a living. So right. you can't tell me right. that it has anything to do we you can't you can't make that comparison because baseball players and athletes they just live in a different world. I always like, say oh, like, yeah, I would love my, everybody's like, oh, the teacher should make more. Yeah, no shit. I would fucking love that. And then I wouldn't have to quit the fucking show because my wife would be a millionaire. You <laughs> and know? I, and I always say this, like, you're booing a guy, like, imagine someone, and if you weren't competent at your job, but you got paid millions, it would be like, who's the fucking idiot? 
right? Like if you were just fucking doing your job wrong and someone came up to you and booed you, right? Because you got paid too much money. It's like, I don't know. I, if I'm, if I really suck that bad, I, I must've uh, deceived my owner pretty well because he's not the one who's cutting the checks. It's the fucking Yankees. So if you see like Hal Steinbrenner on the street or Brian Cashman, you want to boo them, go ahead. If that, if that's your reasoning, the money he makes, then fine. But it's not, it's not that it's that he's not performing to the ability that you want him to. And even when he does, the second he doesn't again, he's worthless to you. Even when you know, he's record-breaking postseason, the second he doesn't do that, worthless. And here's the other point I wanted to make. I was actually complimenting the fans today. 10,850. So and we were, I was watching the introductions. They didn't even boo Domingo Herman. I thought they were going to boo him. I thought the whole scene, they gave him pr- pretty good cheer. And then I'm saying to myself, everybody must just be so happy Mm -hmm. to be here right now. Yep. And it was loud. No. And I said either they they did a great job micing the the crowd or these people are really loud. Because remember, and I even backed and I even went and tweeted it today. And we talked about it last episode. Is that all I just wanted everybody to be loud and be, you know, be appreciative that they were there. And I really felt that. But then the minute things didn't go their mm-hmm. way, there's like a fucking, it, like you said, spoiled children. That's what it was. And I'm saying to myself, here's the thing that really bothered me is that we have not been able to go to a Yankee game for 15 months. 15 yeah. months. We haven't been allowed to go to a baseball game. And everything that we've been through. Now, you, I'm not going to get into what, into the, the, COVID and what it really is or really whatever. The fact is this was a 2020 and even into 2021, a lot of people fucking died. A lot of people have been hurt financially. You know, there's businesses and people that will never recover from this pandemic. That's the, that's just facts. Okay. And the, and you would think that you were one of the lucky 20% of people that are, were allowed to be in Yankee Stadium that you could fucking hold it together for three fucking hours and not act like a fucking child. And you couldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dead on. Dead fucking on. You, like, you were one of the first Yankee fans that was able to fucking give Garrett Cole his first stand uh, round of applause at Yankee Stadium as a New York Yankee. Like, think about that for a second. This guy could lead this team to a World Series this year, but instead you decide to turn everything by the seventh or eighth inning and start booing. Like, come on, guys. Fucking stay positive. What is this shit? What is this? Like, give me what I want or I'm fucking ungrateful. Fuck you. Come on. And 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 you just brought up the whole, like, COVID shit and how it's only 20%. I want to bring this up not just to tell you the story, but for any fans who bought tickets, I did. I tell you, I was supposed to go to the game April 17th. I think against the Rays. Mm-hmm. My wife bought tickets a couple weeks ago. Now she goes on and she goes, the digital ticket that I got says it's against the Marlins now and not the Rays. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. Maybe it's just a glitch in the system. So then she goes on to t- uh, Ticketmaster wherever she got the ticket And it says this event has been postponed. And then finally, we got an email today that because of the capacity limitations, our tickets are no longer valid. We can either get a refund or credit. And then you can't get tickets anywhere anymore. 
So I was like, it was way too easy for her to get tickets. So if you bought tickets a few weeks ago, keep checking it because you're probably not going to the game. Hmm. Yankees have only sold tickets, I think, up until April 21st at this point. Yeah, well, I had April 17th. Well, where'd you get the tickets from? Ticketmaster. Or no, I, no, yeah, but Yankee is Ticketmaster. Hmm. So that that's where we got it from. But I guess maybe at the time they didn't implement the capacity limitations um, through the system online, maybe, and they sold oversold tickets. I don't know how that works. Right. So it, there's a lot of factors that like could have went into how you got lucky enough to be there. There were probably people that were 30 year season ticket holders that just got beat and couldn't go and couldn't get their tickets to the game. You were lucky enough to be there. You were lucky enough to be one of the 10,850 uh, 10, people to be at Yankee Stadium for the first time in 15 months. And you couldn't appreciate it. You couldn't keep it together for one fucking game. I'm not saying that you don't boo or you, or you, or, or, or you can't express your frustrations. But Jesus Christ, like Ryan said, in the middle of that at bat, you're fucking already starting to boo somebody. The game's not even over yet. It was a tie game. It's just... And, and again, I, I can't stress this enough. I don't give a shit about you booing. Like, that's not what this is about. No, Chris, it's fucking embarrassing is what it is. Yes. It really is. Like, it's, it's not, truly it's, fucking embarrassing. It's not like, I don't want people to turn away from the show and be like, they're fucking sensitive. Like, they, you can't boo a player. No, fucking, that's not the point. It's the context of it. It's the context of it. Like, you're a fan for a fucking reason. And the fact that you're, again, Stanton, we just stressed how good of a postseason had. But just in general, the fact that you're showing up with all the all the things that Christian just said of why you should be appreciative just to be there, the fact that in your mind, at any point, I don't care if they're getting killed 14 to 2. Like at any point for you to sit there and go, This is my time where I'm gonna fucking show them how disgusted I am at them and start booing is a fucking And what are you what are you mad at though? After one game? Right, that's mad? what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. Look at the context. All the things you should be appreciative of being there. Think about that. Think about that just in your psyche. Like, how could you ever get to a point today? And I just can't wrap my head around it. How could you ever get to a point today where you're so angry and disgusted at the Yankees or a player or whatever that you're going to start to spew your hate with, with booing? Like, how do you get to that point in your brain today? I, I wouldn't care if they lost 15 to nothing. Seriously, I would have been happy to fucking be there. And you know what? Yeah, I would have been upset about the game, but it's fucking one game. It's just no. wild. And, and the and energy you, has to stop. We need a we need that fucking intensity at Yankee Stadium this year, especially this year, if there's going to be less people in the stadium. If you think about it, too, this is John Carlos Stanton's third season as a New York Yankee. Last year, there weren't any fans at the home opener. This is the second time with fans at one of his home openers where he was booed before the last out was made. Wild. This is his fourth year. But he's saying, well, the first oh, yeah. year wasn't, oh, right, it was in right. Toronto. No, I was, I, I misread the baseball reference just, but now. here's, here's the funny no, part. I, about I meant just home. Said. I just meant home opener. So two, so yeah. So two of his three home openers in front of fans have, but wait, have here's the best one. Booze. 
Remember his first season when he started? It was opening day in Toronto, I believe. Yeah, against, uh, and, and he had two home not. runs, right? And he yeah. had a great road trip. The second he struck out four times on opening day yes. and the home opener, oh, he was getting booed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, and again, at that point, at that point, I still don't agree with it or see how you're doing it. But all right, whatever. You want to wait for the guy to prove himself? That's that's your fucking mo. Fine. Run with it. Be consistent with it. And and be you. Right. But how? But but now he has proven himself. So so all you're telling us is this guy is hated for whatever reason, and it doesn't matter what he does, it it's over for him if he. Yeah, but it even went past that in, in the tenth inning. They were booing. They booed Urshela. Uh, they booed yeah. Glaber. No, who uh, Hicks? Then they booed Torres. So, I mean, it was just it was an ugly day. Uh, like, I don't want to. I don't want to keep going on about nah, this. It's, nah. just, it's just fucking embarrassing. Yeah, it really is. Like I, I understand that we all waited so long for this, and then the, you know they didn't come through in the clutch, especially in the ninth inning. And it's just like you're getting frustrated. But my God, like, can you fucking calm down? Like, what after one game? After one game? Yeah. Like this is why we're preaching. Be positive. Just yeah. be positive. Crazy. That's it. Maybe they were just pulling an April Fool's prank on him. Yeah, yeah. that they're that they are the April that they're the they're not the April they're just fools, fools. period. Uh, like because then this is because here's the last thing I'm gonna say. This isn't just like oh us being sensitive or whatever, because what you know, you're I'm not the a sensitive person. You're just the asshole, number one. Like if you want to be an asshole, be an asshole. I don't care. But number two, my problem is that now I gotta be lumped in with you fucking people. That's the, because that's it. Because because what people around the league and on uh on these sports shows see is like who these asshole Yankee fans. They haven't been to a game frozen and because they're not winning by 10 runs in the seventh inning they're going to start booing look at these ungrateful assholes Mm -hmm. instead of compartmentalizing like we do and we know it's probably 10 percent of the fan base and 90 percent is probably not doesn't feel the same way the way we're portrayed to the national to the rest of the nation is that we're a bunch of fucking idiots and And that's what i don't like and again i you're more of like an ego guy like like that and not in a negative way i'm just saying it in general i'm so i like i don't give a fuck who thinks what about me i don't care if people think yankee fans are ungrateful whatever i care more about internally how the fan base feels about it like for me it pisses me off to a point where i don't even want to be around certain yankee fans at the stadium and that's not the energy that we need to bring we need to bring a fucking energy where we're all there and we're all just fucking ready to to watch this team take off and win a fucking World Series this year. We need to all be on the same side here, guys. I joke about it all the time, Chris. Like, if this team wins in six games, everybody's going to be pissed off that they didn't win in five. Yeah. No, you say it all the time, and it's true. But, you know, according you know the way they play today, you know, they're going to be out. They're going to be out of it in, in like, around August 15th. The season's just going to be a complete wash at that point. Well, I think the statisticians... Uh, prorated all the stats from today, and the Yankees should be out of it with within uh, thirty days from now. Yeah, yeah. thirty yeah. days. Wow, yeah, that's rough. Be like Mets fans over the last decade. So you know what I think really pissed a lot of people off is that the one guy they couldn't boo today was Gary Sanchez because he really had a, he had a really good game today. Uh, the two run home run in the second put the Yankees up two to one. Uh, then he had another single. He had a big walk in the ninth inning. He threw out a runner at uh, 
at second. He's trying to steal. So Gary played. Gary had a great game today. If you were going to say that, you know, give a Yankee player the game, it would definitely be Gary Sanchez. So I think maybe, you know, the reason why a lot of Yankee fans that like to boo were pissed oh, because misplaced they're number, anger. They're they're a fucking prime target. They couldn't boo him today. Mm, misplaced. I got to say, man, people are going to think I'm fucking crazy for saying this, but out of all the great things Gary did today. That walk in the ninth, right? It was the ninth. Yeah. That walk in the ninth might have been the biggest glimpse of hope for me because usually, in the, especially after he hit that big home run, you see Gary amp up a lot, lose his approach at the plate. He didn't do that. And, and you want to talk about the actual positive things he did, like, the, like hitting that fucking bomb. His swing, he was in like Gary form. Going on that lower pitch, just coming. He was close on an, an, an and he was. I thought he hit. I thought he got it, but he yeah, just, yeah, And it was a low too. pitch too, and he somehow still got under it. But it was three one count, I think. What, go back and watch that home run if you can, and, and see the location, and see how Gary kind of comes down and goes through that ball. When Gary does that, he is in good form. When he can swing like that, it's usually when he's hot, mm-hmm. and it's good that he started the. Biggest thing you could take away, because just like we can sit here and say it's the first game, it's one game, you can't sit here and say guys suck just because they went 0 for 5. You also can't say Gary's back after one game. So what I'll say is the one thing that you can take out of this that you hope will sustain itself is that he's starting the season with confidence, and that's something that we said was the most important thing for Gary because his struggles come mentally, not talent-wise. And so if you want to take anything away from this, yes, he had a great performance, but more importantly, Gary's off on the right foot. And that's that's uh-huh. what he absolutely needed. And not only on uh, off on the right foot, but he kind of like he targeted all the the three the the biggest facets of his game that people yeah. seem to question his offensive. He was great behind capabilities. the plate. He threw a runner out and he hustled down the line. He's like, he's lazy. I but didn't he, really he, hustle. I called, <laughs> they, he didn't really hustle. I saw the replay. It was. It shouldn't have been as close as he was. He didn't really uh, break it out of the box. But uh, I was. Well, I kept a note. I, lazy. I made sure I to be aware lazy. too if he was doing the knee thing again. And he was. I was shocked. I thought yeah, he was going to move away from there's it. There's something that I do want to bring up uh, regarding the lineup today. I think this is the Yankees' A lineup right now with. Um, other than Bruce, yeah. Uh, I mean, with Voight out, yeah. Uh, although you saw a little hop along over there with his with his crutch. Like he wasn't even fucking, using the crutch. Uh, he's just being a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just played sixty wow. games on a on a on a fucking broken foot. You know what he said though regarding the surgery? He said he he had the surgery because he was tired of playing hurt all the time. Yeah, I get that, but like, I I don't really care about that. I care about when you were feeling the pain and how long it took for you to. Admit well, we it. still don't. I mean, I still I know. haven't figured it out. My, I don't think for, we will. But I'm just, but I'm just saying, like that's what he said. He's like, I'm tired of playing hurt. Yeah. That's why I had surgery. Yeah, and look how good he did last year. Imagine when he's fully healed and back. And I, you know, and again, I don't blame him because the guy played on one foot last year, uh, led the league in home runs, and then he would have struck out today on a torn meniscus. He would have got booed. Booed Ooh. immediately. Luke. Yeah, but at least Luke. he could be like, oh, they're just saying Luke. They're just saying Luke. They're just saying Luke. <laughs> yeah, well, at the one point in the game, uh, somebody Bruce. either tweeted it or Kay said it. said, oh, they're saying Bruce. No, no. No, they're no, saying no. boo. No. You guys never watched The Simpsons, but there was an old episode where uh, Mr. Burns was getting booed, and he asked Smithers, are they saying 
boo are they booing me no and smithers is like no they're saying boo earns <laughs> uh did you hear that chris, story you, by the way chris when you cut up when you cut up the reminisce uh clips can you just put up a whole clip of christian going i, I know you guys never watch the simpsons <laughs> yeah i will i'll see how many times he said it during the show. um <laughs> did uh did you guys hear real quick that story on ryu i forget i was telling it i think it might have been k or cone did you hear what they said about ryu that he's what? not a nat- he was a natural righty. Natural but, righty, yeah. But his, his dad bought him a lefty glove. glove and he taught himself how to pitch lefty. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. No way. And it I made me think that. of something, and I meant to ask again, not to go off topic, but for any of you who have seen the CC documentary, I guess I noticed this because I'm a lefty. And I just like when you throw with your left or right hand, to to do things d- more dominant with your other hand is just crazy to me. And I'm not talking about ambidextrous ambidextrous is like yeah i can do this with both my left and right hand i'm talking about being a lefty thrower did you notice that cc when he was writing that note at the end of the documentary which i recommend for everyone is actually right-handed writer Mm -mm. and our dad's like that actually but like it's always crazy to me because that's not that's not like a full ambidextrous to me ambidextrous is like that douchebag the Yankees had who could pitch with both hands. Daddy. Like that's yeah, that's a true ambidextrous. Why is he a, a douchebag? Because you because him? you know what? Here's why. Here's why. And it's not envy or jealousy because I know if I pitch with both hands, it would not give me any better chance of ever being a baseball player. But it's just like pick a fucking hand, dude. Like stop yeah. switching well, the they, gloves. They made the they made the Pat Vanditti rule. Yes, I know. He kept switching gloves to to a switch. Hitter. No, in all seriousness, man, I can't imagine being that talented to be able to do that shit with both hands. He wasn't that good though. No, but he was a fucking major league baseball he, player. He played. He played for a little while. He was a A's, fucking gimmick, though, dude. I don't that's think what I'm. Was... That's so. That's what I'm getting at. He's he's more of a gimmick to me than anything else. Yeah, I mean, what are we to say? These guys yeah. never played in the major leagues, but still, I mean, like, yeah, we're going to, yeah. you know. Yeah, one, is, they're the just, 1% of baseball players throughout the entire a, world. It was a fucking gimmick. If he didn't have that, I doubt he would have made it. So good for him then, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I was Because I was watching 61 last night, and uh, I just remember the part of the, uh, the the movie where Yogi goes, oh, you're ambidextrio? <laughs> <laughs> um. So we said this. This was pretty much the A lineup with Voight out. Uh, it's no secret to anybody that's listening to the show. I'm not a big Aaron Hicks guy. No. Uh, and Aaron Hicks should not be hitting third. No. No. Not and definitely not when there's a lefty on the mound. Aaron Hicks is fucking utterly atrocious as a right-handed hitter. I'm sorry. You could back it up with any fucking stats you want. I have these two things right here that they fucking work pretty damn good, even at my old age. He sucks right-handed. He doesn't have the same approach at the plate. He doesn't have the same patience at the plate. And he does not have the same power at the plate. These are three things you want. I can take a lot of shots at Aaron Hicks for a lot of different things. He's, he's a, as a left-handed hitter, I I do like him because he does have good patience. He plays well at the stadium. He does have good plate discipline and his swing does play well at Yankee Stadium. Those are three things that he does not have when he bats right-handed. He's not the, if you want to grade it on a scale of 1 to 10, maybe I could say Hicks is a 7 as a lefty hitter. He's a fucking 2. He's a fucking 2 as a right-handed <laughs> hitter. He should not be hitting second or I mean should not be hitting third when he's batting right-handed. You want to keep him in the lineup? Ninth. And put him on the and here's, bench. and here's the irony with that. 
that same reason you think he shouldn't be third in the lineup is the exact reason why he is third in the lineup. To have Dextro? Yeah, to have that guy to have a guy from both sides of the plate, considering they don't literally don't have any lefties other than him in the starting lineup. Well, Bruce now, but um but here's what I gotta say. Is it written in stone that he can't be moved around though? Like no, he, here's like what I'm gonna say to to back your point of why he's so good in the nine hole. What's the number one what's the number one thing you want out of your ninth hitter? Uh, to have a pretend cardboard camera in the dugout. <laughs> the number one thing you want out of your ninth hitter <laughs> is to turn the lineup over, no matter what situation you're in, unless you're in the National League and you have a DH. But uh, the ninth hitter in the American League needs to be a guy who can turn the turn the lineup over. And I feel like Hicks is, yeah, he's great lefty and whatever, but Hicks's biggest strength is getting on base, right? That's been his biggest strength so far and what he's done offensively. And he's a guy that with DJ ahead of him, either he works a good count and gets on base and turns that lineup over, or he's seeing better pitches that he can hit because the pitcher doesn't want to turn that lineup over and get to DJ and then Aaron judge. And then all the big monsters coming up. So like, I think the three hole is so counterproductive to have him there. It really is because yeah, you have G behind him, but you already plowed through DJ and, and Judge. If you had him ninth, which is what he profiles to me as a nine hitter, it's he, it's just much more effective at the bottom of the lineup. When you look at when you look at his splits, just looking at from last year, like Christian said, how he is a much he he, he has a total different approach when he's hitting uh, versus left handed pitching versus a righty. He would profile as a three hitter. But versus a lefty, it's a completely different hitter. I mean, he he only had two home runs in 84 uh, and 79 at-bats last year against lefties. Ten home runs in, in 142. Uh, he struck out less. He hit he hit more. I want to know his on-base percentage. What's his on-base lower? It's lower. Last year it was 298 versus Give me the year pitchers. before. Give me the year before. Because I want to I I take a full now. season out of it. Um, I'd really like to know his on-base right. percentage as a lefty versus a righty. Okay. Because I All think right. that's so going to be the on, most important. I'll see, but yeah, 2019, he only played in 59 games, so it's hard. And it's oh, Jesus Christ. Run. He was hurt that much in 2019? Oh, my God. Yeah. He only mean, played I in 59 tried. games? That's not right. I thought he played more than that. Yeah, no, I guess. No, that's right. All right, then go. You can check my sources, bro. You can fact check me. Fuck if your you want. sources. Who's your source? Bro. Who's your source? Drunk uh, Fred? All right, sources. so you, you can go back to 2018. He played. Uh, Maybe I did have that wrong. Maybe oh, just that's right. I, I no, he, I that's right. Okay. Didn't he have Tommy? No, he didn't have Tommy John in 2019. He had it going into 2020. That's what's right. Well, who cares? On base, Give me his career in, his full, then. in the last full season. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You keep no, that's fine. That's fine. Sorry, bud. Sorry, brother. Don't trigger TGR. TGR. Sorry, man. trigger guy. Right. But you got to be, you know. All right. Just give me that then. I'll take that. So 383 on base percentage versus righties in 2018. I was in 100. Which is still pretty good. And then, yeah, and then it was 325 versus lefties. So that, that was a good sense. That just goes completely against what we just said. Versus lefties. No, when he's on the right-hand side, he's not as good getting on base. I thought well, he said no, versus. No, but what you, what, it, what goes against, what it, 
shows what you said is that he's a completely different hitter type of hitter. That's the thing. He's not the same power hitter from the left side or on the right side. He isn't that power hitter that he is from the left side. So that means he doesn't profile as that three hitter, like which is the point you're really making. So yeah, it, said um, never mind. Right. So in his career, okay, his on base percentage versus lefty lefty pitchers and righty pitchers is virtually the same. So that goes back to my point then that that's his biggest strength. That's why he should be ninth. He should be turning the lineup over to DJ LeMayo. He just, just doesn't seem doesn't have the same patience to me. I don't know. We went from going we went from going from your three hitter is your best hitter in the lineup to no your two hitter is and your and your streakiest hitter is your three hitter in the lineup. All right, who cares? Fuck Aaron Hicks. I don't care anymore. Okay. Uh, you brought up DJ LeMayu, which was interesting because as soon as Michael K said this, I knew this was going to fucking happen, and it did. Uh, that K said that LeMayu struggled in because after uh, he he got robbed in his second at bat. There was a great play by Simeon to rob them oh, of a, yeah. to to rob him of a hit in an RBI there, and he went over and he was over two at that point. And uh, K had said that he had struggled in uh, the preseason. He hit like two sixteen, and I said, you know what? If DJ LeMayu doesn't get a hit today, people are going to start questioning the contract because K mm-hmm. brought this up. And I'm not saying K did it intentionally, but he could have done it intentionally because K's not stupid. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things Michael K is, and one of them's not stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and he brought that up. And then, you know, DJ took an offer today. And what do you see on social media afterwards? Well, you know, I hope this isn't really what DJ LeMayu is. He yeah. got paid now, and now yeah. we're going to be stuck with him for six years. Again, it's one fucking game. Even DJ LeMayu can take an O for like seriously. Yeah, and that's like it just the one. And again, what what does DJ LeMayu have to do to continue, to prove himself to these fucking people? The guy was an MVP candidate. The last this guy, nobody wanted him. The Yankees were called. We went over this a hundred times. The Yankees cheap, 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 cheap. They were out of good. Who the fuck is DJ LeMayu? I never heard of him. Why why are we going getting this guy instead of Manny Machado? DJ LeMayu comes out. He only plays like a fucking top five player in the sport for the last two fucking years, and now he takes now an we're O for because his, his integrity. And now, you know, and, yeah, and then he didn't look. We were thinking this guy's going to be getting $20, 25000000 million a year. The, the guy's basically making fucking Burger King wage to stay as a fucking Yankee. And then he's got to hear this shit is about, oh, fucking now he sucks now. Right? Why? 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 Because he took an O for it on opening you day? Know, it's this. and it, It's this in, in a nutshell. And it just goes back and proves why our culture is in such a, why our society is in such like a, fucking crazy phase right now it's because when something is said that can stick like what michael k said all logic and all reason goes out the window so instead of people saying okay i am hearing michael k and i hope that isn't true but let me go back and think about how i feel about dj myself as a person and as a player and what he's proven to me he's proven to me that he is someone who wants to be here, who doesn't want to play for any other team, who fucking puts his head down, carries a team on his back, and does anything he can to win and to be out there every single day and to win and not get caught up in the bullshit. That's what a logical person in that moment in time would do. But instead, they heard something that was easier for them to do instead of think for themselves and they ran with it. If you are questioning yeah. DJ LeMayu's integrity right now and that he doesn't give a fuck anymore because he signed a contract, 
Well, you do not use your brain properly. Or, you know, like now, that he, or now, like, you know, he sucks now. Like, oh, dude, we should have let him go. We shouldn't have paid him. Like, now he sucks. He had 216 in the fucking spring training. What's easier do what, What's easier to do? Echo what Michael K says during the be game? Be a fucking parrot. Or to, be a fucking oh, parrot. God, Michael K. Echo what someone says that you heard that you might agree with or actually <sighs> think about how you feel about Holly what someone says. Probably want a cracker. Probably want a cracker. Parroting. If you were watching parroting. the game, too, it's... He he was robbed of a base hit by right. a really nice play. We by just Marcus said that. Yeah, exactly. no, no, yeah, yes. yes, and uh, and that would have been a big it. base hit too. I don't listen to you guys. The Yankees probably <laughs> yeah. would have won the game if he if and Simeon isn't even a second baseman. Like the dude's a shortstop. Yankees um, have to. Um, Yankees have to really. Yes, Network really has to take a Byron long Michael hard. K. Yeah, they need. They really need to evaluate their contract with Michael K. They, I think it's time to move on, man, because and not Ryan Ruko game, either. Cause he's so no, I'm, but not even about like Ruko. It's about, I, and I was never this way with Michael K. I was, I always kind of, I, I you always defended I was a him, fan a of him, but I always defended him, but it's just, dude, you got to come up with new phrases, man. You have to, it's too much. I'm getting, it's too cringy. He starts the game the same way. Garrett Cole's ready. Whoever let off. So let's do it. And then you got the, you got the extra innings. What's he pop out with bonus cantos. <laughs> come up with a new phrase, dude. You got to come up with a new script. I can't take it anymore. It's making me it well, cringes and it ruins. You know what I? I start. Game. You know what uh, I noticed for too? today because I forgot what the episode we were on. I start the show the same way every day. Should you want me to change things up, Ryan? You want me to? No, that's different. Well, you, but, but, but we've only done two hundred twenty-two episodes. No, Christian. that's This different. guy's been doing it since nineteen ninety fucking five. And that's different. We're doing a show for people. People are tuning in to to because yeah. we're giving them the, the content. Michael K's not giving us the it, content. And what? Like believe it's not it or a script. Not, this, go ahead. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm good. Go ahead. Believe it or not. Believe it or not, this was a. This starts the 20th season of K. I know it's game, crazy. Games on well, TV. Crazy. You know what? Ryan's like so the, right then now. the 20th so season, season, because think about it, right? The Yankees are known for this. Let's let's part ways. They parted ways with Joe Torre, Joe Girardi. They parted ways after he almost made the World Series. Like, but Ryan, it's time to part ways. I have good news for you. Michael K. Uh, did incorporate a new thing today. I don't know if anyone uh, else caught it, but me. But I'm always always listening to Kay when he's you know he's always complaining about the length of games and how long he has to be there, unmanageable four hours and whatever. Guess what his new thing is? Huh. Telling us how long the replay took in delaying the game. <laughs> that oh, yeah, was, that's his new thing. Game. He goes, well that that replay was one minute three and minutes. And seconds. So that's oh. his new thing now. He's going to tell us how long the delay All was. Right, well. All right, let's move along to a couple other things. So let's talk about Garrett Cole, who obviously is a bum and he's not worth the money. Either. He was pissed. He was fucking. He was he was as angry as you should be if you gave up uh, an Araldis Chapman, uh, you know, walk off in the postseason. I just want to talk about his performance today. I, I I'd say he had his B minus stuff on the mound today, and he still was he was still pretty good. Um. It's tough for me to evaluate it because I think at some points he had his B minus stuff, but when he got into a rhythm in the middle innings that he was pitching, um, he was fucking on top of his game. I still don't think he had his best. I don't think he had any. So overall, overall, no. But I think at some point when he, you saw him get into a rhythm after he gave up that run and then really settled in after he gave up those hits and whatever, he was fucking filthy, dude. You can't tell me he wasn't on top of his game. He was hitting ninety nine. No, but I don't think he. I don't know. He. I don't think he ever hit ninety nine. I think no, he was topping around like no, maybe he, once. He topped out at ninety nine. 
Now, I think he was sitting at 97 today, which is not his best fastball. 97, uh, 98, I saw a lot too. Uh, of course you did, because the rest of you us were distracted. So you, not, you admitted it. You admitted it to to us that you were distracted with your daughter, like you had to keep an eye on the baby. So yeah, I missed that much of the game. You're right. Uh huh. Yeah. So and I'm he telling gave you, up, he, he gave up good. three three straight singles in that second inning. It looked like it might have right. And that's the thing about him. him. That's the thing about Garrett Cole. He gives up three straight singles, allows a run, and then that's it. He shuts the yeah. door on a guy. That's what. That's that's an ace right there. And That's an ace right and there. And just when you thought he wasn't going to give you that infamous solo shot, he yeah, made sure down. to squeak it in there right before he got taken out of the game. Right, and he did, and it's still not that big of a deal. He, he gave, gave up two, two runs. runs. Two runs. He gave two runs over five and a third. You know, he here's the one thing. I, I didn't, because again, I didn't. how much did we really see Garrett Cole when he was in Houston? I thought he was a lot more efficient than, than he is. He seems to be approaching 100 pitches going into the sixth inning every fucking time he's out there. Here's the thing. We're just so... Is that is that a Yankee thing? No, or was, no. We're so conditioned at this point to worry about pitch count. And what, we, what you need to know about Garrett Cole is he's an old school type of guy when it comes to that. And the organization allows him to be because they know he can sustain it. And when it comes to Garrett Cole, you really can't be looking, at least when you get into the middle of the season... And then forward, you just don't look at pitch count with him. It doesn't matter what his pitch count is. It's all about the eye test at that point. And I thought Aaron Boone pulled him at the right moment today. Right. I don't have a problem with when Aaron Boone pulled him either today. But again, this is a guy that if you really want him to go seven or eight innings, he can't be around 100 pitches in his sixth inning. No, but he can because he'll throw 130 for you. No, he's not going to throw 130. He's like Verlander. When does he throw 130 okay. pitches? Okay. Not in uh, you guys no, you guys know. do whatever you got to do for a few minutes. And while you're talking, I'm Tell going you. to look up his okay. pitch counts of last year. I, yeah, if right, he you hit do that. It, so so what's your cap at the most amount of pitches you think he hit? 120. Okay, I still think that's pretty significant. What other pitcher in recent because years? he's a, but but he's an ace. There's a difference. Going going give it, they allow him the and extra if I'm wrong, pitches. If I'm wrong, I will, gonna... I will I will I will admit it. I will apologize to you. Uh-huh. I will bow down to you. Mm-hmm. But if I I'm right, mm-hmm. you take back every fucking negative thing you've ever said about me. That will never happen. Okay, because we don't have enough time and data for that to happen. Okay. Nick Nelson, one inning pitch, one hit, three strikeouts. He gets the loss. Yeah, you know what? When, Nick Nelson, other than that first base hit that scored the uh, Little League runner on second to start the inning, uh, which, again, not blaming. I just want to make this clear because I tweeted it. Tweeted it. I'm not blaming the Yankees' loss because there was that imaginary runner on second that got there somehow uh, before the inning started because the Yankees had the same opportunity to score that runner the next inning, and they had multiple opportunities to score more runs throughout the game. That is not why they lost. But that doesn't take away the fact that it is the fucking most embarrassing rule of any professional sport in in all major sports by far. And and I just want to say this, and what I'm about to say does not, I'm not saying this because they lost and I'm being bitter. If that stupid fucking runner wasn't there and you just take Nick... Uh, Nelson's inning for what it was other than that hit he fucking dialed it in and he looked good like he fucking got out of it and he wouldn't have given up any runs so you can't really blame him and, and uh, David Cohn said on the broadcast he said out of all the things that they negotiated and they couldn't come to an agreement on this is the fucking thing that they agreed upon right it's so weird 
And and Cone, I couldn't fully hear him, but I think he was saying like this has no place in Major League Baseball. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's a joke. And for all of you sitting there and saying like it's just a fucking runner on second, no, like no. Again, it goes back to just being lazy and not wanting to think. Right? It's just there, so it doesn't matter. No, this is a fucking game I love that I have passion for. It's not even about the Yankees when it comes to shit like that. You know, this whole thing came across last year because they wanted to shorten the games because now, you know, COVID, they signed a contract with COVID-19 that said that you're allowed to play three hours and five minutes. If you play longer than that, then COVID's going to come get you. Then they also had an amendment in the contract. They were allowed to play nine full innings. And then if they played 10, then COVID was going to come out. So they said, we can't have the game go longer than 10 innings. We've got to come up with something. Oh, we're going to stick a runner at second base. We're going to stick a runner at second base. Mm-hmm. Instead, if you're so damn worried about the games running long, just end them in a fucking tie. I so, stack what I was saying before you got on today. Yeah, just I, end it in tie. I cannot tell you how much I would fucking hate a tie in baseball, but I can 100% tell you I would rather games end in a tie than have this bullshit because it's fucking, it's Mickey Mouse. It's literally Let's- bullshit. Let's have a home run derby in the 10th from now on. I don't know if you... We get a hitter, you yeah. get a hitter. I don't know if you saw me. I replied to this on that on in the thread of my original tweet about this. But I was like, what is what does Boone do? He's like, all right, guys, uh, who made the last out last inning? Judge? Okay, Judgey, you're out at second. Put your the only on. time you should ever hear who made the last out is in fucking Little League when you have the speed-up rule for the catcher who's on base with two outs or the pitcher. Yeah. Like, that's what my brain goes to. Judge is out there. He What if Judge fucking gets hurt? He's not supposed to be out there in, in real fucking baseball land. That's ridiculous. And and I'll tell you this, and someone said to us, like, if the Yankees would benefit from this or if they won, we wouldn't hate it as much. Uh, I'd probably hate it fucking more, to be honest, because the way I feel about it does not have anything to do with how it affects the Yankees. And the way I feel about it is that it's a cheap fucking bullshit thing. And if the Yankees were winning games on it, I'd actually feel like I was being being friggin rigged of an actual win. Right, because, uh, you know, I found a tweet from February 8th where I tweeted about how much I hated it. So clearly it has yeah, nothing that to do. Matter. Oh, you know, it doesn't proving matter some people. Oh, you know, it doesn't fit their narrative, right? Exactly. Uh-huh. So, um, the only thing that I think came out of today that was more embarrassing when how, than how the fans acted is uh, a question that somebody asked Boone in the post game today, and mm-hmm. they asked Aaron Boone if he was worried uh, about his offense. <laughs> well, let's just be—I like to be accurate on things. Was the con? Was the context of the question? Were you worried? mid game about your offense lack of offense that you were worried that you weren't going to win or was it are you worried about your offense moving forward uh let me can i find the uh, let me find this here because just like to be accurate because if the question was were you worried you weren't going to win the game given that your offense had so many Aaron Boone was asked if he's concerned about the Yankees offense after struggling today and through the end of spring training, Aaron's answer, no, we'll be fine. I honestly, if I was Aaron Boone, and I'm, I know he's not this kind of guy, but I would literally, I would, I would look at the, I would, <laughs> I would spit at the camera and walked out. I would have looked at the reporter and said, why do you have a job? If that's a true really? question. That, yeah, that that's is, what I would have said. I, that's exactly what I would. And I know he's not that kind of guy and he's not going to represent the team that way. And they, they hired yeah, him they because are. of that. But, 
That's exactly what I would have said. Why is how I would have been like an old school Italian? I would have spit in the fucking camera and said "disgraziata puttana," and I would have walked out. Fangul, la fangul, you fucking disgraceful whore! Yeah, your mother is a fucking yeah, Yeah. not Ryan's mother, my mother. (sighs) All right, and I was wrong about Garrett Uh, Cole, guys. I bowed down to Christian. It looks mm -hmm. like at least through twenty seventeen, I was on board. The he's capped out at like one hundred and sixteen pitches. That was he all last year. That was all through a lot through, through twenty since twenty seventeen. I went back. He never even did, threw one twenty in in the past did four you, years. Did you have postseason included there? No. Yeah. See, he threw like over one hundred twenty. Uh, yeah, but that's one count. of those games for Houston. That but here's count. the thing with Cole. Just to go back to it real quick. I guess what I should have said was you don't worry about longer innings with him because you see him get back into that rhythm and then he will go back to being efficient for a couple innings. Uh-huh. So even uh-huh. if he's at 100 uh-huh. pitches in the, in the sixth, he could come out in the seventh and have a six-pitch yeah. inning. Shut up, peasant. <laughs> yeah, Chad, like Chad Green come in, one pitch, two Greeny. outs. That was, that was pretty efficient. I'm a little surprised by that, that they that they had O'Day in the closers. No, I, I, I think Cone made a good point, and I was saying this uh, right when Green came in because my wife was actually asking me, shouldn't he be the closer? Like, wouldn't he be the guy to be? I was like, yeah, because your wife knows that. Yes, yeah, she does. I swear. She said, she no, asked are- me that. Oh, right. We, we do not respect women. We, they do not. <laughs> according to some of our listeners, we don't have that kind of respect for somebody, women. Somebody uh, emailed me and said, you know what? You're just playing up your persona when you right. tell Chris's wife to get the fuck out of the right. room. Yeah. Okay. I said, you damn right, bro. Damn right. You got to, got to rep, got to rep. Uh, so I was like, I was like, yeah, he probably would, but you know what? This was a moment, and this, I thought this was a great move by Boone, and I really liked it. He, he used them as the fire extinguisher at that point. He knew he needed, he couldn't let that inning get away, or else you wouldn't be using Chad Green anyway. I think his initial plan was to take Cole out with the lead. Still, it was, to, it was, but, but he didn't, and who cares? He brought Green in to save that inning, and he fucking did a great job obviously i think i think for you know for one game you know you don't want to make too much out of it but i think boone did a good job managing the game he really did well i'll say another part that i liked with boone was well, was going uh pinch running talking yeah, there, yeah right yeah okay ryan you were probably fucking yeah, kicking yeah, air right. at that point bro fucking. no well what that did though is in my head it's like oh well i guess they're not worried about stealing here i get you know they're just having a faster two guy bases. then he steals two bases so that might have been a move where he may, goes to the you know the guy who profiles not as the faster guy and, to throw off the Blue Jays and it you know what and I really wanted Frazier to come through there but that was a good at bat by him not it was a great at bat yeah. yeah he took he you get he took his shot he swung through it and then he had really good approach from the, I was gonna the, say a, a sign of a great at bat for me like a true pure great at bat is when you see a guy kind of take his shot. Like like Frazier did, and it, and he swung and missed, and then he really settles in and and goes to the fallback plan of let me just be a fucking solid guy at the plate here and try and find a way to get on base, something that the guy before him did not do at all in Aaron Judge in that at bat. I mean, to me, if you were gonna boot anyone today, it would have been Aaron Judge over anyone okay. because his approaches at the plate. Obviously, he had a base hit, but now Ryan's got a Woody because we're going to talk some about of his judge now. some of his approaches at the plate today in big spots. Again, not a big deal. It's the first fucking game of the season. I have no worries about Judge. I'm just again going back to the context of hating 
Stanton. If he should have hated anyone, it should have been judged because he came up in some of the biggest spots and looked fucking lost. Yeah, I mean, the one big at bat there was when he took a fastball right down the fucking down the fucking that he should have hit 500 feet and then he rounds into a double play there. That was a that was a big turning point in the game right there. Uh, But but Ryan, you know, you don't like Aaron Judge Aaron Judge to talk, and after the game, he put all the blame frozen. Oh, you you froze. I'm gonna get it. he put all the blame on himself. He said he froze. Yeah, he paraphrasing. He Good. said uh, he should. It was all his fault. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> what did he do to you? What did he do to you? I don't want to talk about it. All right. Talk. Talk. You know, you know, we, we bring, you know, we, he wants to be on the show. He, and then I've invited him on the show a dozen times and then he never ends up being on it. So he's all fucking yap, yap, yap. But, or, my buddy Perani, we talk about him all the time. He, he used to have, he's a Met fan though, right? So I get it. He doesn't like the Yankees, but he had this un, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, he just had like this over the top fucking hatred of Jorge Posada. Unwarranted. Like, yeah, it was just like, I don't get it. Like, Chris, I understand. Nice, it, unwarranted okay. is not even really the word. There's a different irrational. Word. Irrational, uh, irrational. That's irrational. the word. It's like this irrational Editor, fucking right. hate. Two words. Of, yeah. but irrational was probably the word. Unwarrantedly irrational, and it's just like I get it. You, you're not, a, you're not a Yankee fan. You, hate, you're a Met fan, so you hate. But like the way he would speak about Jorge Posada, and then I find out that he went to a Yankee game and he asked Posada for an autograph, and Posada turned him down. Oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. So Perini would be one of those guys. So what is your uh, reason, Ryan? What is your reason? Like some what happened yeah. between You know what you it is? Aaron? I'll tell you what Ryan's reason is and yeah, I think it's justified. Me, Aaron, you know how I love when you talk for Here's me. here's why <laughs> here's why I'm justifying how you feel, but now I'm going to tell you really deep down why it's not justified, why it's irrational in itself. Okay. I think the underlying hatred, you know that we call air quotes hatred. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. But <laughs> you're you're tough on judge because I am. I, I'll say that he's the face of the team. He's the face of Major League Baseball, but he hasn't walked the walk yet. He's he's talked to talk behind closed doors. He's been that guy. He's on the cover of MLB the Show. He's fucking got his own chambers out in in the outfield, mm-hmm. but he hasn't proven shit to us yet. But here's why it's a little irrational on your fault on your part. Aaron Judge did not ask for any of that. The Yankees prematurely gave that to him, which we've never really seen them do for anyone before. They gave that to him. Why? Because they were missing that. They were desperate. They were desperate. And so Aaron Judge didn't ask to be this guy. And he's and he's trying to get there. How is he going to do it? How is he finally going to bring it full circle? Staying healthy and being a leader on the field. But again, like we talked uh, some about what you said a couple weeks ago when we were talking about this guy's legacy. You said he hasn't proved he had, but when he's on the field, he has proven it. His problem is that he's not on the field. No, no, no. I mean, proving it in a sense of why do you, when you think of Derek Jeter, what do you think of? He's my biracial angel. Is he? <laughs> I like that. Where would, that's from a movie, right? I have no idea. I've never heard of it. It must have been from come, the 70s. No, the quote from Rocky is uh, when he says, I didn't come to Vegas to lose. Hey, and he no, says, What is that? From. Hey. He goes, what is that, from the 80s? Probably the 70s. <laughs> hey, you know, like, I got oh, a biracial uh, guy, Derek Jeter. If you, if you had to describe Derek Jeter no, in one word. No, I think that word, was from the, the other guy. No, was it the other guys? 
He was in the other guys. I don't fucking know. Listen. Oh, maybe they were talking about Jeter because they remember. The I definitely scene. did not come up with that on my own. Somebody that that's from a movie. Would you listen to me for a movie. second? No, shut if up. You had cousin. to describe Derek Jeter. Uh, Bow to yeah. your king. It was. It was the other guys. <laughs> it was, it was the, the other okay. guys. Okay. So, yes. Thank you. Um, if you had to describe Derek Jeter with one word as a as a Yankee, what would it be? Stud. What was his legacy? <laughs> what was Derek Jeter's legacy? Uh, he won. He fucking won. A winner. He he know. was he was a winner. He was a champion. Aaron Judge, until he does that, is not proven on the level that the Yankees have put him at. I'm not saying he hasn't proven himself to be a great baseball player. He's fucking phenomenal. He's one of the best baseball players in the game right now, Oof. hands down. In every in every yeah. part of his game. But he I has hate, not to I be at the level him. here. Here's the level where the Yankees put him, and here's the level where he's at until he wins a World Series. And, would Derek and, Jeter and he can't level blast that. the New York, New York. Would he have blasted New York, New York and walked past? Okay, Joel now past but now Boston we're talking about now we're talking house. about the person, not the player. But but the purse but both persons represent the exact same thing, and that's the face of the New York Yankees. So what, yes, what if the Yankees went on to win a World Series players, after they did that? Oh, then ta- then, then it doesn't matter, right? Walk, dude. So well, it goes no, back to what I said, part. though. It's then, about him walking the walk. Still, right? Yeah, and so I agree with that. You only mind change. the talk until he until he backs it up. Of course, yes, of course. And so it comes like down to winning. Yeah, I mean that's. I think that's. I've been pretty vocal about that. That you can't be that type of player without having the resume to back it up. And he doesn't have that resume yet. Agreed. I hate saying it, but that's just, if you're going to compare him to Derek Jeter, you know, Derek I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to call him out on it. <clears throat> he didn't choose to be the face of the Yankees, but, but you don't choose is. these kinds of things, but he is. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll take uh, Tony and go ahead. <laughs> Christian, you got anything else, or you want to just want me to wrap it up yeah, for you? You're you're quiet today, Christian. You're quiet today. No, because you know, Chris, he's, he's distracted. Chris has decided that he wants to just talk now. No, I'm hey, done. Chris, let's let's give a shout out to Chris. Huh? He was a, on ESPN and what was that? Buffalo, yeah, was a, ESPN? no, Syracuse. Oh, Syracuse. Excuse me. Me and Christian no, are really big. You know, if, like if we go to Syracuse or Akron. I mean, Christian's a fucking superstar in Akron. They I mean, actually I mean, have a whole uh, they have a whole fucking rotunda for him. I might be getting a statue this year. That's actually awesome. Hell yeah. Anywhere else in the world, no one knows who the fuck we are, but in Akron and Syracuse, I'm starting to work my way up to fame there. All right. Well, that boy. <sighs> so Randall Grichik sunk the Yankees in the 10th <laughs> inning here. Uh it's like he what doesn't hit. New, man? I mean, him and Danny Jansen are fucking terrible baseball players, but they turn into they kill like the fucking, Yankees. He turn is in, a Yankee killer. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know what they uh, what they do to beat the Yankees, but um, here's some experiments. I just came across as I was trying to bring up a tweet here. Experimental rule changes in the 2021 minor leagues. Triple A, they were going to with larger bases. With large, with with a less slippery no. surface, in Double A, all four infielders must be positioned on the infield dirt, so you can't have uh, oh drastic overshifts. 
Uh, high A pitchers must step off the rubber before they attempt a pickoff throw. What? Uh, yeah. A pitcher must step off the rubber before attempting a pickoff throw. In low A, there are a limit of two pickoff uh, attempts per plate appearance. What? Yeah. Okay. Also in low A, they have a That's 15. That's a joke. Wait. I, that one honestly, we got to break down. Can you say that? Here. Can you say that? Can you say that one? That last one again? The yeah. In the in low A, they have a limit of two pickoff play, uh, two pickoff attempts per plate appearance. <laughs> but what's stopping them after ex- the second one? That guy's going to take a massive lead and just take the again, base once the guy lifts his leg. I like to have all the facts before we just go assuming. Is this experimental in a sense of how can we sp- maybe speed up minor league games right now? To this is to see how it works before they implemented it. Okay, so this level. is in the experimental phase of like maybe we can implement. I just this. said experimental rule changes for MLB level. These are like the, to eventually this be. They, this is why they implement them. They want to see how they work if they can actually implement them at the right, big league yeah, level. Also, that. at the low A level, there's a 15 second pitch clock. And they are, and they have went to automated balls and strikes. Look, we could do a whole fucking show on this, so we can't even get into all this shit right now. But, but that's just that awful. Up. That's just fucking. Oh god. Yeah, that's a whole nother show to break the, all of that. What was down. the second one you read? I felt like I just had something quick to say. All four infielders must be positioned okay. on the infield. Dirt. Okay. That is the fucking dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Part of playing the game sometimes is being all the way back. If you have a fucking power hitter who pulls the ball and you can't allow, uh, you know, if there's a runner on second, you can't allow a double in the gap. You're playing all the way back and on the line. Here's my solution to that that I've been saying for years. You want to implement a rule? Here's the fucking rule. If you're playing at third base, you can be anywhere you want back close wherever but you have to be to the right of the person who is designated as the shortstop same goes for shortstop you want to play all the way over to the first base side fine but you have to be to the like to that. the right of the second like an baseman. alignment an alignment rule you, it's almost like when runners can't overlap each other if your position like is a third baseman or a shortstop you can't overlap the guy to your mm-hmm. left and that's it there you go yeah. Done. That's a cool rule. It's uh-huh. a way to do, do it. You guys want to get to the tweeter? Yeah, please. We're, we're running fucking long. Derek, Derek tweeter. Derek tweeter. All right. So basically, I just asked today, and it's an unofficial Twitter question, but I said, has today's game changed your opinion of the 2021 Yankees? Uh, so we'll start off with at stadium status, the other Ryan. He said he walked in the house today. Gloria asked him. Bad day at work. He says, Yankees lost. Gloria says, it's the first game. Me, as in Ryan, I know but still sucks. Gloria, I'm sure your boyfriends on the podcast will cheer you up when they stop crying. God, I feel sorry for their wives. They're fucking losers. Okay. So she's talking to you two there, not me. I wish we had a little more time for this because I have more to say and maybe I'll let it out more on the next show. But Gloria, here's how much you don't know us. Okay, there are so many things you can feel bad for our wives about being with us. This is not one of them. Okay, so you need to get your facts together 
and come at us. Here's my offer to Gloria and Ryan. Wow, triggered Chris. Here's my offer since this is the final season of the MIYST podcast. Triggered, now Chris is triggered. You want to talk shit, Gloria? We'll set it up with Ryan. I'll send him a link to one of our shows, and you guys can sit on your couch together and get get your phone up, whatever, and you can be on the show with us, and we'll have a discussion face-to-face via Zoom here, and then we'll talk. Mm. That's my challenge to you. If you want to accept it, I'd be glad to have you on. Wow, that's the old, you know, we always joke about no one gets triggered like a Stacy. Wow, you were fucking triggered, bro. Triggered, triggered. like a motherfucker just now. Triggered. I thought you were gonna have a little fun with with the comment. You're just like, you're just now, like, yo, let's no, fucking you want to know why I couldn't steel cage match? Let's fucking let's go. go. No, let's it, throw, I would have had more fun with it if we had like more. T- if we weren't running long now, I would have definitely no bullshit, dude. You could, but then I thought be- I was like, you know what? Having some people on would be cool. So that's my challenge to Gloria. No, you're triggered. You're mad. And I'm fucking mad and triggered. Yeah, of course. You brought your wife into this. Let's do what, cave, cage matches with the wives and, and Gloria. That would be I'll fun. Ref. I think I, I'm the ref. I think Gloria could kick our asses. Mm. Ryan's going to get his ass kicked when he plays this in the kitchen on uh, Friday morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You weren't supposed to tell him I said that. <laughs> Florida man gets stabbed in the neck with fork. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh anyway, Andrew Coleman. No, no way. Andrew Cuomo? No. We got the governor? <laughs> the governor's tweet. The go- governor? The governor. Uh, no, Andrew Coleman says Coleman. no. No way. Stay positive and we'll eventually get number 28. And then here's one of the weirdest comments we've ever received in the 5 years of doing the show. Just like eventually my dad will come home. <laughs> Wait, that was at the end of that whole tweet there? That's yes, he says, stay it. positive and eventually too we'll get number mic, 28. Too close to the mic. I'm like fucking six oh inches my away. God. Isn't, isn't that wow. what it's supposed to be? No, six you're too. Now you're good. Yeah, Say it again. Yeah, I want to hear all of it. Uh, you know what? You know, your mother. Your mother. Watch Stay that. positive, and eventually we'll get number 28, just like eventually my dad will come home. That is so good. <laughs> like, I don't know if he's joking or if that's a serious comment. Oh. I'm going to assume because I don't think – I think he was rational up until that point that that he's he wouldn't be someone who would put that on if it was a serious thing. Maybe it is. Maybe he likes to joke about it. Therefore, I think he meant it for us to laugh at. I'm going to laugh. Fucking hilarious. Great job. So is he saying the Yankees aren't going to win because his dad never came home? They're eventually going to win. But eventually his dad's going to come home. Yeah, his dad will come home. Uh, And if I'm looking at the picture correctly, this dude looks like he's fucking 40. Okay, so. (laughs) Unless his dad went out last Uh, week. He's got daddy issues. Okay. Daddy. Daddy issues don't leave you. (sighs) All right. uh, Oh, Here we go with Road Dog. Road Dog. This is not, this, this is not your mom. mom. Is this, first, we had an Andrew Cuomo burner. Now my mom is tweeting. Uh, he says, "Yes, our offense was extremely inefficient without Boyd yes. in the lineup. Too many K's up and down. Glaber was a major letdown. I can't. I just can't 
stress this point enough right now. I know I, I usually have certain phrases that I say in the beginning of the show and I just keep saying them over and over. That's my phrase of this show. Um, if you are truly sitting there and saying after one game, now, if you want to sit there and say, given the history of the Yankees over the last handful of years and them not striking out too much and them not being able to come through a runners in scoring position. Yeah, this worries me because I hope they don't go down that same path. Okay. But these people, what they're saying is, yes, I'm worried after one game of this offense. If you are truly thinking that, I cannot comprehend your stupidity and how you rationalize anything in your life. How could you be worried after one game? And how do you think Luke Voigt is the fucking linchpin to all this? Yeah. Like, that was, like, yeah, you know what? Chris thinks I hate Luke Voigt. I don't hate Luke Voigt, especially, not certainly not at the plate. But you mean to tell me that Luke Voigt is the missing piece to this fucking lineup? And no. and just to say, too, like, when I say, like, your stupidity, in no, this in this moment, I'm saying you're stupid. And I don't think you, you may be an awesome person. I'm not judging you on that. I'm saying in this moment, with that statement, with those feelings, they are irrational and stupid. That is not an opinion. That's a fact. That's a fact. It, it, I mean, it is because it's 162 games. So one right. game, yes. Did they show signs of like, oh, man, like you said, are they going to go down this path again? Yeah, but they also showed signs of their ace only allowing two runs. They showed guess their what, signs of Gary Sanchez hitting a ding. Guess what else would be stupid? Uh, stupid. If they all went but, five for five today with 100 home runs and saying this team is the greatest fucking team right. ever. The, just answering yes to that question in general. And also, whether regardless of the outcome today. I say a lot of and feel a lot of stupid fucking things too. And guess what other people yeah, do? They, totally. they point yeah. them out to me. Thank, and I'm yeah. thankful for that because then I can sure. rethink. So I'm pointing yeah. out to you as a service to you if you're listening. Yeah, you got to reevaluate that thought. You have to reevaluate it. Road dog, did Glaber not sign? Did my mom sign an autograph for you? Yeah, because what is he about to rip him? Single out Glaber Torres of of all people. I mean, yeah, nobody had outside of Gary Sanchez. Nobody did anything at the plate today, but to single out Glaber. Glaber at least had a hit. He had the first hit of the season for the Yankees. Right, he had that little blooper that went in before the uh, the the left fielder. Why? Because did did he get charged with an error on that thing on that one? I don't think so. I don't think so. He he possibly. It could have went either way, I guess. I kind of missed that. I just heard it went under his glove. No, it didn't go under his glove. It was like was a bad hop. And he, didn't feel then, it, he didn't feel it cleanly. Then Michael K. misspoke or someone did. They said it just missed under his glove. No. Um, no, he wasn't credited with an error on that. All right, so we'll, we'll wrap it up here with uh, Chris Colon here. He says, not the way... We wanted to start the season. We missed a lot of opportunities to win the game, but what pissed me off more than anything is Stanton getting booed, but judges spared after the ground uh, after with, after the DP with the bases loaded to end the inning. It's only one game. Let's get over it. All rise all the time. Uh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But here, here, can I just say this before we actually close the show here mm-hmm. today? It's, I see it's not it's not just Chris. I don't want uh, Chris is a great listener, and we can tell that by you know the, the all rise all the time thing. And uh, so I'm not singling him out because I've seen this a lot of a lot of other people tweeted this today. Why are we trying to pit our players against each other now? Mm. Just because you know, just because we're booing Stan doesn't mean we should say, well, why aren't you booing? We shouldn't be booing anybody after one game. Yeah, 
Absolutely. So it's like it shouldn't be like, oh, why'd you boo Stan? Then you didn't boo you didn't boo Judge when you can say that maybe Judge had a worse game than Stan, which is all which could all be oh. true. But why are we trying? Why are we trying to do that? You why know are we what, trying, Christian? To- <laughs> it all comes down to the same thing with sixty-one. Right, it's like Mickey Mantle versus Roger Maris. The one guy is the homegrown, and the other's the guy that they they brought in. There, you see, I, I I thought of that comparison before when we brought up sixty one, but how that uh, fan just tweeted that, saying how Judge was spared. I mean, again, though, one game you shouldn't in the first place, but that plays a part in why he he, he yeah, isn't but, booed the way Stanton is. Yeah, but maybe he was using it in the in the context that I was saying before. I don't condone the booing after one game because it's irrational if you want to boo i don't support booing guys that you're rooting for like it's pointless like christian said but if you're gonna do it after a guy slumped after a full month fine do what you gotta do but my point my context before was i was trying to stress how irrational it was to boost Stanton in a sense of he's the fucking guy who actually showed up in the in the postseason Whereas Judge was the guy who fucking looked terrible in bigger spots today. So I was just trying to stress the irrationality of the booing of Stan, how how right, stupid it was. Because you want to know what's going to happen next is that you're going to get warring factions of Yankee fans that are going to just boo Aaron Judge because they want you to keep the same energy that you have with John Carl Stan, and you're going to have people booing Stan because they're just they're brain dead. What it comes down to is for some reason people just would ra- people are choosing misery over happiness nowadays it's like people just want a reason to be fucking angry and miserable in life they just want to be like fuck you like i do it as a joke my my shit's a fucking joke like i don't walk around hating everything i mean i do it as a fucking joke People think I really hate everything around me. I don't. No, your your misery. No, your misery. But you're happier no. lately. Last couple episodes. Your mom. Mm, Ryan's mom or my mom? No, just Road your dog. mom. Road, Road dog. dog. That's what I'm calling her from now on. I just realized that today's April first. April Fool's Day. We were. Yeah, I don't want anybody. Yeah. yeah, just so we clear the air on this. That whole beginning of the show is not like an April Fool's thing. You know, I was gonna say it. I didn't even think of that. I was gonna say it. But I was like, I don't even want people to think it because they're not even going to be really listening to this on April, April Fools because it's going to release tomorrow. So April Fools, are, it was not a Fools of April. All right, so now the fun starts. The season's underway. The Yankees lost the the opener uh, three to two to the Blue Jays in ten innings. Uh, so they'll wrap up uh, the series against the Blue Jays Saturday, one oh five. It's uh, the clue bot making his Yankee debut against uh, Ross Stripling for the Blue Jays. And then, and then they'll wrap up the series at 105 on Easter Sunday, Domingo Herman and uh, against the Blue Mats. Jays new, the uh, Blue Jays newest acquisition TBD. Ooh. Oh, they got a deadly sexually Mats. transmitted disease that, is rampant in Major League Baseball. So we'll be be we'll be back to record after after the game on Sunday. So then we'll uh, we'll settle in and just look and then we'll we'll just play by ear when the midweek pod will be. Yankees do have an off day after they play. Who are they playing after Tampa? Uh, after Toronto. 
They do have an off day after they play Baltimore, so we'll probably look to record that day. So, you know, we'll we'll take we'll take it week by week for when that midweek pod is. And that's what we were saying. Like, we're not cutting back. We're actually going to give you more. We're going to give you more content as we uh, as we, you know. We'll see what happens. Like we said, this could very well be the final season for the NYYST podcast, but we're going to give you more. Uh, we're not cutting back at all. So like we said, with the midweek pod, that's one. That's part of the announcement too, is that there will be two shows a week uh, going forward here. Uh, and there's just, you know, you're still going to get your Monday morning show unless there's, um, I can't see anything in the, uh, in the first cup, in the first, Really, up until June 27th, which the time is TBD against Boston, uh, there's no there's no scheduled Sunday night game. So unless it's like a scheduled Sunday night game when we have our uh, preview show that we record in the morning, you know, you'll get your usual Monday morning pod to wrap up the week. And then, you know, like we said, we'll play it by ear when we come back for the midweek pod. You know, we don't want to bother Ryan too much, so we booted him off the midweek pod. Really? Nice. Booted? <laughs> no, so um the only thing that we will say is that you might not get all three of us during the midweek, but we will there will be a midweek pod. That's oh you're getting all three of we us. Would, we'll try all rise all, all the, the time. time. All right, so uh thank you very much for listening to episode two twenty two of the NYYST podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Go to NYY sportstalk.com slash shop <laughs> check out the new uh sterling silhouette shirt it's glaber day oh use, use the code fellas 15 for 15%. i like these shirts guys sorry i can't i really wish i could do a sterling i can't please just uh, however however you're, in, you're interrupting me now now I'm, <laughs> now you're triggered we all got triggered this now, episode everybody's triggered uh <laughs> use code <laughs> The T in NYYST stands for triggered. Yeah. NYY sports triggered. Triggered. NYYS triggered. All right. You know, but the code is fellas 15, 15% off and free shipping on your order. There. Done. Boom. Thank you for listening. Stat guy, Rye. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Peace.